You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast. My name is Tess Vergara, and I am here with, oh, my God, look at him. Gorgeous, handsome. Mm. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Chris uh, Wally. Uh, <laughs> gin and lemonade. We can yeah. talk about health. I'm drinking gin and lemonade. Chris and I know each other from strategic intervention coaching with uh, Tony Robbins. And uh, we actually, you are in UK or in Kent. Where is I'm that in, in the UK? It is about 60 miles south on the east coast from London. Yeah. I remember Canterbury. wanting to meet with you when I was in Europe, but right. we we did see each other in Chicago when we did our NLP training together. So you went all the way down to my side of uh, the world. Yeah. So it's been it's been wonderful. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at me with a podcast and sitting with you as my expert guest. So I'm excited to uh, take on our topic, which is a German in medicine or, or meta health. I'm actually a practitioner in meta health. So I'd like to say right from the beginning, not, I'm not an official practitioner of German in medicine, which is in simple terms, it's the origins of meta health. Meta health is more of a latter kind of um, a European uh, English speaking version of it. There are a few, um, few differences amongst it, but the majority of it's pretty much right. the same. decisive coaching actually is my, uh, my coaching name um, for the last nine years, I've been helping people with all kinds of issues really centered around. So my niche market, I found myself in helping people with inner, obviously in, inner conflicts, conflicts around people in their lives, uh, family conflicts. That's what really ultimately got me into wanting to get into coaching is to understand uh, the people around me and of course through the process we find out a hell of a lot about ourselves why we are the way we are why we do what we do and of course I found myself having a deeper understanding just like Tess there a big smile <laughs> it's a lovely smile we develop a really good understanding of people which is uh, creates an advantage a pos positive advantage doesn't it of influence helping people influence people into different ways of thinking different ways of acting different ways of believing isn't it? Yeah, right. our topic is the biggest lie ever told oh, on Jesus. And yeah. I was looking at your website. Talk to us about what you've overcome as far as uh, mm. complications and diseases. Yeah, lots, lots. I haven't got the list in front of me, but all sorts of uh, all sorts of ailments and diseases like de degenerative, irreversible, <laughs> degenerative irreversible? spinal disease. That's what I was told many years ago when I was uh, in my early 20s. And I put that down to a lot of weightlifting and bodybuilding and maybe taking steroids and lifting too much. And, and all of that really was what was used as the excuse for the condition that I was suffering with at the time. Uh, but of course, today, they, they wasn't accurate. I changed my beliefs around that one and mm. all sorts of other different uh, problems through life, uh, all sorts of addictions and everything else. 
throughout my uh, my career over the last seven or eight years now of coaching people, I'd say the majority of my clients have been, I would say, 90% uh, female ladies. And what I started discovering when they was coming to see me and wanting help and solutions and ideas with like family conflicts, problems with their parents or their children or themselves or addictions or, or depression, I was obviously getting to find out a hell of a lot about them and their life and their past. And of course, so many of them, it was, it was shocking how many had been diagnosed with certain conditions. Lots and lots, by the way, breast cancer mm-hmm. was a huge amount. They either had it or they have it or they've been diagnosed with it. Uh, fibromyalgia and uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and various other conditions. Now, because I was getting to chat with them, I was finding out about any unresolved conflicts and traumas that they had with themselves and people. We skipped forward a few years and I started to uh, look into meta health for my own reasons. I started connecting all these dots and it all started becoming more, uh, more apparent that uh, it's the unresolved traumas and conflicts is what's behind, I'd say 99.9% of these clients, these mental notes that I've been making over the years with all of these ladies that was coming to see me, there were similarities of uh, their unresolved issues, problems, conflicts, traumas that they'd had, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, something that I noticed that really stood out, and then when I discovered Meta Health and German New Medicine, it just clicked completely. Mm -hmm. So when I look back and I... I was to take, say, 100% of the ladies that I spoke to in depth that had had or have breast cancer, for example, they had they'd all suffered some form of separation conflict. Separation conflict, okay. Separation conflict. Of course, their stories were all different. However, mm-hmm. the general theme was the loss that they had suffered was to them something or someone from their nest okay for example a child they may well have lost a child and shortly after over a period of the next few months or six months or so then they would have discovered the early symptoms either feeling a lump or a bump or a diagnosis of of, of some kind of growth Uh, whether it be a, a business some of the ladies I remember that I used to speak to is that they had nurtured, they'd nurtured a business uh, from the ground up and something had happened in their life and they had lost their business and it was very traumatic. But they all had some theme running through them is that it was something that they considered a child or, or an offspring or a baby. Okay. Great. So it wasn't until I started studying meta health and German new medicine where it really started all the pieces of the puzzle was coming together. Just your comment, uh, what you're saying is bringing me back to a place and time when the, my, my children's father okay. left. You know, there, there was some violence, there was some altercation, kidnapping uh, attempt. Shortly after that, my daughter had seizures. Okay. And they said it was febrile seizure, but I just... There, there was no fever. So okay. she didn't have a temperature. Then she started shaking. It happened again and then again. And then I called the ambulance and we got shipped off to the ER. 
Long story short, the the ER physician said it's going to be epilepsy and something that she would have to live with the rest of her life. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But I believe it had something to do with that traumatic experience of receiving um, a physical slap from her father and then the father uh, experiencing she woke up to her father and myself having a fight because, you know, he was going to take my baby away and her. It was just a matter of time for him to get to her. And so she saw that and I was fighting like a mama bear for my children. As you would. Uh, and so I, I really believe, and I, and I don't know how I knew it at that time, that psychologically something was triggered in her that triggered that condition, which thank God it didn't happen again. But it was like a series of seizures that wouldn't stop until she was hospitalized and then uh, released. It didn't happen again. Thank God it didn't turn into an epilepsy. Do you have comments on that? Yeah, yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody actually very, very recently. Cousin of cousin of mine, Jason, he's actually had seizures himself. And we were sitting in this office only a few nights ago talking about this in detail. And of course, uh, even after four years, I'm still learning this stuff. There's so much of it. But what I seem to remember around, say, seizures, which is the motor neuron part of the brain, is controls our movement. Now, there would have been a time in evolutionary development, and there we see it still evident in the animal kingdom. There is a part of the brain that controls our ability as a survival mechanism to shut down, play dead, if you like, hoping mm-hmm. the predator will leave us alone, hopefully, and not eat us, and, uh, and then we can escape. Okay, so it's like a, a backed into the corner strategy. If like you've got no other way out of this, we'll either fight or we'll run like hell if we can. Or if we uh, play dead, that's always another option, hopefully. <laughs> okay, and this has been shown to be evident in uh, ALS sufferers, various different motor neuron disease type conditions. Okay, and some of the traumas happen to have been, seems to be a common thread. Uh, children being held down, for example, uh, having a vaccine. Okay, I, I, I can see the connection of maybe people would think automatically it's whatever it is in the vaccine. And I'm not a big advocate of vaccines, but I'm not anti-vaccine either. Okay, I'm more swayed towards not being in favour than what I am in favour. Okay, I'm going to stay neutral on that, but absolutely, myself, no. I can see where the connection may well be is that the contents of it or is it the actual physical trauma of being held the, down? The restraint. Uh-huh. The restraint and the restriction. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this, this can be these conflict shocks or these conflict traumas, okay, these significant events. I think we can experience and have them triggered uh, from observing and feeling the feelings of other people as well, for sure. So we can we can experience them vicariously through other people. I, I, I'm sure that that would be a possible answer for that one. And then I'd like to tie what you're saying, because what you're saying there is it's triggered to a traumatic event, a trauma response from earlier in life. And I had a guest 
Sheila Watcott, she's a homeopath. She's been talking about fostering real immunity. And that was the topic for our show. And she went and said that it used to be the medical system was homeopathic based, but now it's allopathic, where instead of looking at the trauma and connecting it with what you're saying, instead of connecting it to the trauma that instigated the separation, am I following you, that instigated separation conflict, um, the allopathic theory says we're broken, that there's something fundamentally Basically, yeah. So let's look at the, the current paradigm, the current belief structure around modern medicine, mainly westernized medicine for sure. Yes, is uh, disease is caused by pathogenic microbes. Thank you. I've got some little notes up here just to remind me. For example, malignant cancer cells, malignant as in that they spread, they go from one area to the other. That's explainable. We're going to go into that. Defective genes. Oh, it's really easy, quite often, isn't it, to say it's genetic. So. Uh, I, I don't need to take a whole lot of responsibility for this problem. Uh, I don't need to make any changes in my life. Yeah, it's genetic. It's, 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 it's fate, right? Yeah. Or a weak immune system. Okay. So that's the basic kind of premise of our, uh, our current medical paradigm is that when something we, when we have a diagnosis or we have, we start feeling certain symptoms where we're not feeling how we think we should, then of course, that's a malfunction. That's how we have always seen it. So this really is taking it into a 180 degree and really looking at disease and symptoms from a completely different perspective that if people that are watching this right now or are going to be watching this in the future, it's probably the best and the biggest gift that you can ever give to yourself is to research this yourself and don't take my word for it. And that is Ask yourself this, is it possible that we have not been seeing disease in a way that would be far more productive to us, that would be far more advantageous to us? And that is here as to see disease as a natural, biological, productive set of processes that have been activated by a Mm -hmm. part of our brain to find the best way back to health. I love Let's how you asked that question. Okay. Could, it, could there be a benefit to disease and not run away from it? Could well, we... ask me, answer me this question, Tess. Okay. Is there a benefit to a scab developing over the top of a car? Oh, yeah. It means it's healing. It's itchy. Just because it's healing. Yes, it's a healing. Yeah. But we have been able to witness that ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. not hidden away inside of us, is it? Mm -hmm. We've been able to make our mind up on that. We make our own mind up on that. We've got enough common sense to know that a scab is happening for a reason. Mm -hmm. And eventually we know that it falls off, disappears, and we're just left with a mark or a scar or whatever. So we don't really worry too much about a scab when it develops. Mm -hmm. Oh, the healing process, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But what's going on inside of us, because it doesn't feel good, because it feels uncomfortable, inflammation or lumps or bumps or tumours or whatever, and of course, they do have negative impacts. The outcome of most of these diseases, if they're not understood, the outcome, for sure, is horrific. 
Mm. But not for everybody. Not for everybody. People that have a different mindset or chose to look at, in a, look at disease from a different perspective, and they find themselves at this, this stage of looking at German new medicine or meta health, and they start seeing this as, hmm. now I'm not talking about figuratively as in like disease is not sent as a punishment for negative thinking. That's not what I'm saying here, right? <laughs> and of course, there are, when we look at it from the spiritual perspective, ah, oh, yeah, cancer, it's sent to make you make some changes in your life and everything else. And you know what? It, it usually does, doesn't it? Yeah, but there's some truth to that, yeah. There's some truth to that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, this explains that phenomena, that misunderstood kind of like that grow, real gray area of uh, spontaneous remission, the placebo effect and the nocebo effect. The placebo effect is the belief that by taking this substance, if we have enough belief, then of course it can have a positive effect on our body's ability to heal. Mm-hmm. But of course, the healing process itself is always a positive phenomena anyway. Mm-hmm. So all the time we're stuck in a mindset of that our symptoms, everything that's happening, whether it is a lump or even a bump, that it's actually doing exactly what it's supposed to. But when we run through some examples, it starts making things so much clearer and easier understood. Okay, There's two wonderful ladies that I, I've absorbed so much of their understanding and I send some appreciation out there just in case they ever do watch this. Uh, a lady, Dr. Melissa Self from America. She is a big advocate, uh, a practitioner of Germany medicine. She really does know the ins and outs of it. You have to bear in mind, even though I practice this, I'm more along the lines of coaching people to find the resolutions for this. So using right. German medicine and meta health, this is just a tool for understanding what's possible. Right. And changing our beliefs around it. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, my coaching really is pretty much the same as what I've always done. Help people resolve their conflicts, the things that they think that they can't resolve. And it brings healing and harmony and resolution to the symptoms. And that's what I started noticing uh, with my clients is when they was resolving conflicts, spending a bit of time on themselves, resolving certain issues of like uh, self-loathing, a lack of self-love. They was eradicating these conditions called fibromyalgia, for example. Loads and loads and loads of them. I said it time after time. Conditions that the mainstream, the mainstream perspective of disease and fibromyalgia, for example, was uh, we don't know what's causing it. And we think it's kind of you and it's broken and it's just happening and there's not a lot we can do about it. Take some of these. <laughs> and that's that's when uh, Leela Watcott was saying the Rockefeller actually instituted the germ yeah. theory and, yes. and totally changed the face of medicine from yeah. Yeah. a healed wholeness perspective to broken, to here, take the pill. We became yeah. dependent on pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you were to look at the title, the title of this presentation, so the biggest lie, uh, what is the biggest lie? Is it our, um, these like evil geniuses at the top, the elite, the, this bunch of people that have got this crazy control over us that are earning lots of money and they're wanting to keep us diseased, etc. We could see it that way for sure. And there's probably a hell of a lot of truth 
to that. Okay. However, the more empowering way of looking at this really for us, for humanity, is that at some stage, a gradual process, we surrendered our rights. We surrendered our responsibility over our own personal ability to, uh, to correct disease and to heal. But all the time we're negatively affected, we're disempowered by what other people say. And that's no good. So the more empowering way of seeing disease and who's responsible for this big evil cabal, we could see it as the pharmaceutical industry, if you like. We could see it as a, a very corrupt medical system, if you like. And there's a hell of a lot of truth to that, for sure. Absolutely. And are they capitalizing on it? Absolutely. Yes. But it's not empowering for us. We have to get that. <laughs> That's not empowering for us. It's much better to see it as, do you know what, generations ago, a couple of hundred years ago, or maybe even more, the last 400 years, I think all of this has been happening, is that we slowly but surely surrendered our own responsibility and we allowed something or someone else to take over and look after us. Correct. And they developed this equipment to be able to see inside of us. And they look inside of us and say, I'm sorry, Mr. Whaley, but you have a lump and a bump. And you know what that means, don't you? Lump or a bump equals different for everyone. Some people it equals death. Some people it equals uh, a loss of loved ones. Some people it, it, it equals a lack of survival for my family. And of course, it can potentially have a, a lot of uh, conflict added to the original set of symptoms. What is it that really got me here? my awareness of all of this it came from those outliers and what i mean by the outliers because i've always kind of been into health and wellness and trying to seek for the answers for people i along with many that have been into this diet and that diet and no, you eat meat and no you don't eat meat and you cut this out and you add this and stop this and stop that and you've got to exercise the outliers the confusion come from those people that done absolutely everything right Yet they still had an heart attack at 45 years old. They run marathons, they eat lettuce leaves and greens and they drink juices and they do everything right. Yes. Yet they still died of cancer. They still died of a heart attack. You know, that kind of creates this exception to the rule. It's no longer a law, is it? Mm -hmm. When we have an exception to the rule, it's no longer a law. What, what's the answers for all of these outliers, these other cases? And of course, what German in medicine or meta health, it answers those with logic and science and easy understood information that was created by Dr. Harmer. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to skim over this quite quickly. Dr. Harmer was a German doctor back in the 70s, and he dealt mainly or specifically with cancer patients. So he got to chit chat and have deep, meaningful conversations with hundreds and thousands, hundreds or thousands, I believe, of cancer patients that had and developed cancer of all different types. It was in the mid 70s, I believe, there was an accident in his family where his son was shot and killed in this, in a, a shooting accident. And subsequently after that, within I don't know, four or five, six months or so, he developed testicular cancer. He was uh, a happy, healthy doctor, person, human, uh, that never really suffered any kind of serious illnesses. And he was a logical thinker and sort of thought, I wonder if this has got anything to do with my cancer. Is this sudden shock and loss of my son? 
So he started kind of thinking a little bit more about it. And uh, uh, long story short, over 30, 40 years of uh, research and connecting dots and brain scans and everything else, he created something called, the, in Germany medicine, the five bi biological laws, which is a little bit like tests, uh, like having the presuppositions for NLP. It's kind yeah. of like operating manual around a subject, a topic, a science of some sort. Make sense? Makes sense. So the yeah. five biological laws, I'm going to go over a couple of them, a couple of the more important ones. They're all important. I'm going to cover a couple of them. And one of the things that he discovered was that all diseases, they all come in two phases. Now, this is something that is recognized by our current medical system, our current paradigm, uh, allopathic medicine. Uh, and we're all aware of it as well. And that is that we have this day-night rhythm we have uh, sympathetic and we have parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. So during our daytime activities or we go to the gym or we're working, we're putting pressure or stress of some sort of uncertainty on, or, or, on us. So all the time we're going under stress, then of course that is our sympathetic phase. When we relax and we chill out and we uh, kick back at the end of the evening, we relax, we go into healing phase which is called parasympathetic, okay? So all diseases, all symptoms, they all go through those stages, those, first, those two stages, okay? And the majority, not all, but the majority of disease that we experience, that we acknowledge, that we see, we feel, we experience like inflammation and lumps and bumps and degenerative conditions that we usually only ever really feel them when we're in the healing phase. It's a little bit like, uh, when we go on holiday and we relax, we've been fine until we get there and then we chill out and then quite often we'll get poorly. We get like some symptoms, we get, uh, like, like a cold or a flu-y symptoms, don't we? Yes. So we've gone through the stress phase, maybe six months of hard work, we go on holiday and we chill out and then we may well get some symptoms. Mm. Okay. Find that all symptoms, all diseases, they all follow those that same cycle, the yin and the yang, the in and the out, and the up and the down. The duality of life is that we will always have these two phases of all symptoms. Let me run through a couple of different examples of what we would call serious conditions that would have people afraid. People want to uh, avoid as much as possible. They go through life. We all go through life trying to avoid these nasty diseases. Cancers, for example. So let's take what we was talking about right in the beginning. Breast cancer. Okay. What's the biological meaning around the breast developing a lump or a, a bump when we figuratively experience a shock of a separation that we consider part of our nest? Interesting. Okay. So there's a biological reason. If we nail this cancer thing, anything below that is a walk in the park, right? That's mm. it. So some simple logic around it. Throughout our evolutionary development, as we have developed certain organs and structures of our body, we've had an appropriate part of the brain that has developed at the same time. Mm. Okay. A little bit like when I put a new hot tub in my garden, I had to put a, a trip switch on the electric to control it. Because without that, the hot tub won't work. So as we developed, an appropriate part of the brain developed over millions of years in order to control that organ. So let's look at the breast. So what's the, uh, the actual reason behind uh, a breast is to feed and nurture. We haven't always had chemists and pharmacists 
for us to get medicines and nutrition from in supermarkets is that the nutrition would have been there within the mother's breast. Okay. Mm -hmm. That includes for accidents and trauma as well. If you get a poorly child that has come some kind of injury or a, an accident, then of course the mother will be there ready to get it the nutrients that it needs to be able to recover. Right. With every one of these shock traumas that we experience, it hits three places simultaneously. Okay. In, our, in our psyche, you understand what I mean by the psyche, the invisible software that's out there, <laughs> that part of us, okay? Our sense of awareness, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So that's the first part uh, that is impacted by the event, is okay. our conscious awareness of it. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, it also impacts a certain area of the brain, and it, was, and it will always be in the same appropriate area in the brain in, in a human being. And again, simultaneously, it will impact the organ, organ that is uh, controlled by that area of the brain. So it impacts three areas all at the same time. So he mm. discovered whilst looking at brain scans of all of these cancer patients that, say, for example, Everyone, every woman that had experienced and had breast cancer, there was these concentric rings, an impact, an actual visible bruise, if you like, or a watermark that was always there on the brain scans and exactly the same place, which is curious, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. So why is the breast doing it? Why is the breast proliferating cells is ultimately to create more milk producing cells that would then feed the child. And as, a, as you were saying that, I remember having a lump on my breast. Okay. Back in 2014, when my daughter went to college, Ooh. it turned out nothing, just uh, fluid retention as far what I was told. But, but no. funny how that separation between mother and child that yeah. was manifesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't sure. think of it. I didn't connect it to that. My no. my daughter actually ended up uh, shaving her head for the cancer research. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she did that. Yeah, that's yeah. very yeah. interesting. Okay, so if we follow that that process that the body's going through is that we have the shock. The brain sends in, in instantly. The brain sends a signal to the appropriate part of the body that needs to now proliferate cells in order to produce the nutrients for the child if the child is injured. But we'll have so many scenarios where there wasn't a child involved because our brain, as we know in psychology, the brain doesn't know the difference between reality Correct. and what's really happening, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so figuratively, we all perceive events differently. What would uh, be a big deal to one person might not be to another. So a baby could be something else. It's not a necessarily a, a baby baby. A baby could be a puppy. It's down to what that puppy means to that woman. Because one person, one lady would have her puppy run in the road and get squashed. And she's like, oh, okay, that's really sad, but I'll go and get another puppy. And it's resolved. The conflict's resolved. She's resolved it. So not knowing that would be deactivated if it was ever uh, if it was activated in the first place, and nobody would know any different. But of course, another lady would have a puppy, and it's that puppy's her baby to her. Right. How she sees it, how she feels it. And of course, it can have a different impact. Is mm -hmm. that she could perceive that as a uh, 
something that's been really taken, torn away from her. Yeah, it's a loss. Well, shortly after, she may well start, you know, whilst in the shower, feels a lump or a bump, not connect the two. And, of course, we find ourselves into the medical system and we know what happens next. Interesting. So if there isn't a child to draw that off, millions of years of evolution, the body's worked out how to deal with that as well. That if the whole natural procedure doesn't go as nature intended. Mm. So, of course, there will be some cells there that now need to be deconstructed and broken down and eradicated and got rid of out of the body. Sometimes it will come out at the end, out of the nipple. Sometimes the body will deal with it through the lymphatic system. So it will send the broken down at the bacteria and the viral components. They are responsible for if there's a lump or a bump and our body no longer needs it anymore, it will break it down. We won't be none the wiser other than maybe feeling a few symptoms. It will break it down. We'll have some soreness in the lymph nodes. The body will uh, eventually. This is the this is the this is the ideal scenario that I'm talking you through right now, though, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. The body will break it down, get rid of it. Uh, you may well feel some hot sweats in the middle of the night for a few nights, maybe, or a period of time. Maybe have some cold, fluy symptoms. You may have some like uh, some rashes and maybe some oozing out of some lymph nodes underneath the arms and some horrible things can happen. So that is your typical scenario potentially of what breast cancer is. Uh, Whereas we see it as it's a lump or a bump that's not supposed to be there. The cells are out of control and they're growing and we don't know why. (laughs) Okay. And, And of course the outcome, we don't need to talk about the process. Usually what happens it can be horrific. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. And so talk to me more about this Dr. Hammer and why is he different from allopathic uh, medicine? How is okay. his treatment different? I have to get this straight. I'm not anti-allopathic medicine. If you break your leg, don't come and see me. If you're in such a, a mess through whatever it is, like whatever you've been doing through your life, like one certain time myself, is that I needed antibiotics because I'd allow myself to get into a better state. Mm -hmm. And I needed our modern medicine for sure. So I'm not anti-modern medicine, but we really need to incorporate it. And we need to stop doing things that over and over and over and over again, looking for a different result that's not happening because we are wanting to ignore and just be ignorant to alternative ideas. So what's the difference between uh, German new medicine and allopathic? Um, It's a million miles apart. It's a trillion miles apart. It's the difference between black and white. It's seeing our symptoms as natural biological processes, actual functions that it's supposed to do. Just like we know, after that cut, eventually a scab appears. We don't question that because we know what it is. But when something's happening on the inside, then of course we have got used to surrendering our responsibility and taking the word of medicine as gospel, where it's not always correct. However, it is very useful, by the way. Wow. So acceptance of uh, this is as something, like you said in the beginning, uh, beneficial. It's doing yeah. what it's supposed to do. Did, yes. did I follow that correctly? Yeah. So Dr. Melissa Sell, she is amazing. A little analogy that she put out there quite a long time ago, actually. And it's always stuck. Because it really helps, like a a really good metaphor. And that is, 
It's uh, believing germs and bacteria cause disease is like believing that the emergency services caused the accident. <laughs> now let that, let that sink in. I like it a lot. Believing okay. germs and bacteria and viral components cause disease just because they're always there at the... Uh, at the site of the crime. <laughs> They're always there at the site of an accident, aren't they? Well, because they go there to, to heal, to yeah. fix. Because they know, have they're... a vital role to play in every single part of it. Makes sense, makes sense. Now, why is this not common knowledge? Well, do you know what? I mean, imagine that if this became suddenly become mainstream Mainstream media made these big announcements and everyone started saying, hey, guess what? We've got it wrong. I'm really sorry for the last few hundred years. We've got it wrong. And we've been giving you a uh, completely 180 degree wrong chunks of advice. Well, just as I'm tired of mainstream media, I'm tired of mainstream medicine. Yeah, I think this is a slow transition. It's a slow transition, giving people an alternative option. Uh, they don't have to go there, but we need to give them as many examples and and and, uh, and show them where the information is to let them go and read it and research it. Because there would have been a time where if I was diagnosed by a doctor, sorry, Mr. Whaley, Chris, but you've got cancer. There would have been a time that I would have absolutely gone straight there because that's the only place that we have been conditioned to go. Right. There's absolutely no way that I would go that direction now, for sure. Purely because my beliefs around the whole thing has changed. Correct. I mean, there's a, there's a gray area around bowel cancer for me. I didn't get it diagnosed. Looking back on it, I can't see it as a regret because uh, I think I probably would have crumbled to the pressures of my family and loved ones. I think, possibly. Right. I mean, it would come in handy right now. Right. At this stage of my life, with this knowledge and information and trying to share it and create examples, could have created an example for myself, is that if I had have got it officially diagnosed, it may well really have come in handy right now. However, if I did, I don't know. It was a fair few years ago. I may well have succumbed to the pressure of my family, especially with the way that I was back then, being more of a pleaser and an empath and didn't have strong boundaries. I may mm -hmm. well have succumbed and they would have pressured me and says, you know, made me feel bad and guilty. No, you've got to do this. You've got to do that. Yeah, you got to take the vaccination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, right? It's, it's the same uh, manipulation yeah. happening right now. It's the same cancel culture. If you don't do this, yeah. uh, this is the consequence. And I was looking up uh, Dr. Hammer last night mm -hmm. and I saw how he was suppressed to tell the truth, to share the truth. And it was parallel to another cancer doctor, Dr. Berzinski. Dr. Berzinski, yeah. And, and their experience is the same, the FDA, uh, FDA uh, trying to cancel yeah. them just because yeah. they have the solution. And can, yeah. you know, it, uh, for me, it's a crime um, to suppress Something that would benefit people, kind of like uh, how they suppressed hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Right. It could have saved a lot of people's lives. 
sure. And I also, so I understand that part. And I also understand, I follow what you're saying, that it is up to us. It's our self-responsibility to yeah. know that our bodies are intelligent and the body can heal itself. Am I following you so far? Ah, totally. Good. Absolutely, for sure. So why are they suppressed? Because this why is the question. Suppressed? This is the question. This is the primary question that we need to ask ourselves. When something is non-invasive and an alternative option, and I'll repeat, non-invasive, complementary, and they are going so hard against it to try and cancel it and suppress it and threaten. He's, I think he, I think he's one of the doctors in it. He's had the most threats against his life. I think I read sometime doing some research on Dr. Armour. He's got the highest. He had the highest amount of threats against his life. So his, his approach is non-invasive and actually included allopathic medicine, a modern medicine for diagnosis. Mm. It's great for diagnosis, for sure. They kind of like all this great equipment to see where there is an issue around uh, within your body, for sure. And, and then we can have the right approach or a different approach or a complementary approach to uh, to deal with this yeah. so if it's non-invasive they're the questions people really need to ask themselves especially if they're skeptical around alternative ideas if we look at all of the people in history that have been violently opposed violently opposed that was another post i put out recently i think you liked test you shared is that truth is it all truths go through the three stages first mm. they are ridiculed oh don't be so silly that's stupid mm -hmm. Well, if you keep persisting, it's violently opposed. We look at mm -hmm. all of the big changes that's happened in history. Wasn't it? When we thought that this was the center of the universe or something, um, he was ridiculed. Hopefully, he'll go away and shut up. Well, no, he stood by his guns and says, no, 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 no. Actually, this is correct. And they're like, shut him up. We've got a lot invested in this. <laughs> We put a lot of time in this. We've got a lot of money. We've got a lot of things invested in this. We need to shut him up. And then, of course, over years, a few hundred years later, it turns out that it was self-evident. It's true. So this is going to go through. It's been going through that three-phase process. And I've got a really good feeling that this whole pandemic coronavirus scenario has really opened up a lot of people's minds to want to research and look at alternative information. They haven't had a lot to do, really, have they? They've been sitting indoors bored. So they've been kind of absorbing stuff that they wouldn't normally. And we have been more active as the truth seekers or the conspiracy theorists or the people that want to send out all of this other information. Truth teller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've been absorbing more. People have been waking up, sure, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And we're coming through, I believe, to a, a huge shift when it comes to we are going to be the mainstream and there is going to be an alternative for people that don't want to change their beliefs. That's fine if that's what they want to continue to do. But we have to be an example for them to want to trust that overcoming a few conflicts could potentially get rid of your disease. Wow. I'm going to wait and see if it works for them first. And if it does, and we become some good examples of this, because people like to see action, don't they? Mm -hmm. they, see, they want to see the visible, tangible, measurable results. 
Well, here's the thing. I watched, I watched my mom my whole life take medication and not get better. Yeah. So when I was going through my own depression and I call dark night of the soul, I couldn't take a pill to help me because I knew it doesn't work. So there has to be a different way. You know, I had to face my demons. I had to face those uh, uh, sources of trauma within me, but it was a son of a bitch, right? But it doesn't have to be that way for our clients now because we've been through hell and back to talk about this. This is why we're truth tellers because we've been through this. And then also I couldn't uh, drown myself in alcohol because my father was an alcoholic. So Uh I was screwed. (laughs) There was no way for me to numb what was happening and and, and all those separation coming up. How did you deal with that? How did you deal with that? How how did it happen? Tony Robbins. I researched, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I researched my ma- mastery. How can I just do this thing that I will have, that I, I know I can do for five minutes, but I keep procrastinating and procrastinating. And 10 days later, I still haven't done that thing for that I could have done for five minutes. How can I master my own mind? Instead, it was spinning, spinning, spinning. Yeah. Thinking that I was in a panic, thinking I was in danger, thinking I was unattractive, thinking all these thoughts because it was just spinning out of control. And I was so self-aware to see myself drowning in those thoughts. Like what happened to that independent woman to all of a sudden needy and (laughs) 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 two people, you know, in one body. So yeah, this yeah. T- talk about separation and conflict. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that was my experience. And, and I kind of witnessed most of it really because we've been following each other on social media for a long time now, and we was part of the same groups and the the, the private groups with uh, strategic intervention, and I was, yeah, we was getting to find out lots of what was going on in each other's lives, weren't we? And it was great, right. it was fascinating. I learned yeah. so much from you. You was, I think you was, I think you may well have been a year or two ahead of me, I think, with the strategic intervention. 2013, when I started in in February or January, yeah. Yeah, so you was a couple of years, so you was kind of a bit of a peer for me, and I was a newbie, finding my way around, and I was reading all your posts, and and you was answering things without me even having to ask, and it helped me. Really? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, yourself really helped me through. For sure. Help me overcome um, these conflicts. Oh, good. I feel so good now sharing <laughs> my life story. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I really believe it helps. It helps people uh, look at or adopt a different perspective, you know, and yeah. not just push down that separation. When we push down that separation, the more inner conflict, you know, it's like a, a, a water balloon yeah. right if you push yeah. it down it pops back up and it creates disease it creates tension in the relationship it creates yeah. tension in the finances we we need to look at whatever we are pushing down that uh, separation conflict that you talk about uh, yeah, that creates the trauma there's lots of different uh, that's just one subsector of germany medicine is that separation conflict mm-hmm. we have self-evaluation conflicts Self-devaluation, wow. Yeah. And that's what we have been trained on, self-devaluation. So when we look at Tony Robbins and his six human needs model that, 
it, that probably changed my life more than anything else and my understanding of myself and people for sure. Mm-hmm. And when we when we connect that, everything connects. It seems that we're through this uh, through this world of personal development and learning stuff, you see everything's connected, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So when we look at the uh, self-devaluation conflicts, I've suffered with these throughout my whole life with back problems and neck problems and all of this. Uh, and it all stacks up uh, chronically through time. Absolutely everything does. When we resolve these problems, when we resolve a conflict, it's then when we develop the symptoms and then it's when we panic and then it's when we go to the app the modern the current medical system for answers and that's when we get sidetracked down is it because they all they're really bad people and they want to kill us no no it's because they've been trained in a certain way who's to say that that way is completely accurate they're the primary questions that people need to ask themselves mm-hmm. um i had a lady i worked with a few years ago and i think somewhere on my page on my decisive coaching page i think there was an hour-long interview that i did after working with her is that so she was diagnosed with uh, throat cancer she, i helped her overcome overcome certain conflicts and traumas that she had been living with for years and years and years she overcome them bearing in mind this lady was told that she's going to die if she doesn't have conventional me- medicine that's pretty much what they told her i mean that's a great thing to say to somebody that's already got a severe unresolved conflict mm-hmm. is if you don't do what we say, you're going to die. Right. She was an open-minded lady, already quite spiritual. Um, so she was open-minded enough to understand what I was sharing with her. So we helped to maybe shift her beliefs. She made a few changes. She made a few significant changes in her life, especially mm-hmm. in certain areas of her life. And it dissipated all on its own disappeared over the course of a few weeks wow. a couple of months on the outside the whole thing had gone and she went back it was great because she actually had a proper diagnosis it, it disappeared all on its own oh, so it, yeah. was there. it was a measure that was there to protect her because mm-hmm. there was an activated part of her brain that says you need to develop more cells in that area because of a um an undigestible morsel conflict is what we call it in German medicine. Okay. Undigestible. An undigestible morsel conflict. Oh, okay, got it. So an animal in the wild, sometimes it's going to get a bit of bone stuck in its throat. Mm-hmm. If that happens and it stays there for long enough, cells will develop around that area to produce more of the um of the acids and the chemicals and the digestive compounds that will break that bone down quicker wow so evolution is accounted for every single possible uh, event around what happens to us mm-hmm. so it's got it covered basically whatever happens it's got it covered but the symptoms that we feel quite often can be uncomfortable and maybe seem like a problem. This is really important okay. information and people need to really get it that they have that self-responsibility to take charge of their own health, of their whole yeah. own healing and not just blame things, blame the pharma, blame whoever. Um, give us a breakdown um, and then let's wrap it up. Absolutely, for sure. 
Um, there's a couple of people that if people are really interested in this, Germany Medicine or Meta Health, there's some people that they can reach out if they want to maybe look more into this and train in this. There's, there's training out there for this. I personally don't do the training in Meta Health or Germany Medicine. I use this really for myself as a tool, as a reference guide, that my coaching can help to get people to those resolutions that we talk about. Yes. To resolve the conflicts, which is what we do, isn't it? Yes. And sometimes we have to trigger the shit out of it for it to come out. For sure. Changing people's beliefs and reframing. and So helping people come to that point of resolution is, Mm -hmm. and of course, finding the conflict as well. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it could be tricky finding the conflict. What's actually happened that has triggered these symptoms? What's actually happened? Let's find it. I can help people find it. If they yeah. want some information more on Germany Medicine and Mental Health, uh, Dr. Melissa Sell, uh, Melissa Sell, S-E-L-L, and also a, a lovely lady. You should really get her on this podcast. She'll oh, blow your mind. Me. Both of those, actually, both of those. Andy Lockmeer, Lady Andy, and A-N-D-I, Lockmeer. Put those two ladies yeah. in your and reach out to them and get them on i'll be sitting here watching them as well but they know this stuff inside out back to front and you know what people need to know this i believe this to be to be absolutely true there's a you know what examples i could have given you and we haven't got time obviously and and that's okay because you, you know people respond through resonance right People yeah. will just know from what you're saying and captivate their attention when they resonate with that truth that you're saying. Those who aren't ready to step into their soul power, they're going to, you know, dismiss yeah. it. It's not their time yet. But for those who are ready, this show is for you. It's because you are meant to step into the full yeah. potential of healing yourself and then through healing yourself, healing the world. And that's what the show is all about. It's returning the soul power to the people and not ask each other to tiptoe around issues. Because that's tyranny. That is, you know, creating that inner conflict in us where we are the one being a tyrant to ourselves and we can no longer speak the truth. We can no longer speak our mind. And Mm. enough of that, right? Mm. Where does self-conflict come from? Where does self-devaluation come from? It's not being able to speak our truth, not being able to live in our highest light. Uh, Connect with Chris Wally. His uh, website is... DecisiveCoachingUK.co.uk. So DecisiveCoachingUK, all one word dot.co.uk uh, so you can book a free consultation so that we can find out what's going on and how we can find the resolutions for that and uh, right. ultimately get people back to a much better state of health for sure which yeah. is what's needed especially right now right now we need it right now because yes. we are being showed solutions that is actually going to destroy our immune system i don't believe in anything synthetic to enter my body me me neither yeah me neither absolutely um and we we didn't discuss it but i'll just say one thing is for all of the things that we have seen and experienced around 
death and destruction and people and loved ones and everything else, it's really sad, uh, is that there is actually an alternative. There's an alternative perspective and ex explanation for what we have been seeing, especially with these conflict, sh conflict shocks and fears uh, that have directly affected the throat and the bronchi or the chest areas predominantly. There's an alternative perspective around that. But of course, uh, get one of those other ladies on there, Melissa Sell or Randy Lockmere, because they'll take you through that in much better detail, much easier understood than me. And it's fascinating to hear it, Tess. Uh, it is fascinating. It is fascinating. And I love, I love, love, love your perspective about breaking through the patterns, break, you know, breaking out of those that creates that separation and then start the healing through integration, through NLP. And that's what we trained on. Yeah. So amazing, amazing work. Thank you so much, Chris, because uh, this is the truth right here. Uh, this is not alternative information, guys. This is the truth. Remember, they it went the and truth. redid how if we, look at we the, view the logic medicine. intuitiveness. We can see that there's a hell of a lot. I mean, there's yeah. a whole so much more that I could rattle on about, but I'm not going to. But yeah. uh, it's been really cool. Yes. Really appreciate Do your research, that. guys. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll share more about Dr. Hummer in the in the comments. Thanks so much, Chris. This has been Thanks, enlightening. Tess. Thank you, Tess. Lovely to see you again. Catch yeah. up soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.